Welcome to the Brisbane Property Podcast with your hosts, Melinda and Scott Jennison from Streamline Property Buyers, your local Brisbane property specialists. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Brisbane Property Podcast from a little bit cloudy and a little bit wet sort of Brisbane, a bit of rain around at the moment. Um, we're doing a market update today and just before I jump into it, um, I just want to give a, a bit of a shout out. Um, Streamline Property Buyers were um, proud uh, sponsors of an event, a, a local community event here in uh, in Brisbane recently for National Breast Cancer and whilst we were at the breakfast having a bit of a chat, um, a fellow a listener from the podcast, James, had a good chat with us and uh, talked about our, our podcast and how he's an avid listener. So hello James and thanks very much for the feedback on the podcast. Yes, thank you so much for tuning in once again. Um, and yes, nice. It was lovely to meet you, James, at the um, breakfast event. It was a community event, um, as Scott said, in aid of the National uh, Breast Cancer Foundation. So we we're very proud sponsors of that event put on by Local Business Activates Construction. But look, uh, today we are here to provide you with our market update. So obviously, as always, there's been a lot of time put into preparing this information to share with you today. Um, and it's the true information of what's actually happening here on the ground. Sometimes that headline data, what you're reading in the newspapers, what you're hearing in the media, it's not always reflective of what's actually happening. So we like to keep it real, um, break down the data and help you understand what we're actually seeing. Fantastic. So let's jump into it. If you can give us a little bit of a, maybe just a quick overview and the, and the headlines. Well, of course, the headlines are saying that the um, median data for Brisbane is showing that property values are falling. So a lot of people that are inquiring with us are wondering, is, is this just the beginning? Is there more pain to come? Um, are property values now in free fall? And that's what we really want to unpack today in this podcast. Um, remember, headline data will always talk about dwellings. What we are seeing in Brisbane right now in that median data is um, a real difference between what's happening in the unit market and also in the housing market. Um, what we can also see is when we break down that housing market data, different segments of the market are doing different things. We're going to update you in that regard. Um, but also, fundamentally, we're going to help you understand what's happening in terms of the supply and demand metrics. That is what ultimately determines the direction of prices in the future. And people are always wondering, what does the future hold? No one can predict the future with certainty, but I absolutely believe in Brisbane, um, the current um, period is a result of a lack of consumer confidence more so than fundamentals. And we're going to cover that in the episode today. So if we, if we jump into the demand side of it, and I know that we We've talked about this previously, how we sort of monitor this on different ways. We do it on the ground. Um, so our team of um, here at Streamline Property Buyers, we are out and about, um, the team, and we are actually seeing what's happening on the ground. Obviously, there, there is the data and there's the information that um, we're provided as well. So the demand side, um, and it's, I guess if you look at it from pre-pandemic, post-pandemic, um, and to what it is now, I probably look at it personally and say it's it's probably more of a bit more of a normal sort of market itself. Um, obviously, listing numbers are down and things like that. But on on the demand side, what are we seeing? Look, I think that um, there's absolutely no doubt that in the last um, number of months, the two hundred and fifty basis points. Um, 
increasing interest rates has had an impact on the demand. This has also impacted on uh, people's borrowing capacity. Um, when we look at prop track data, this is based on information from realestate.com.au. There are now 29.4 fewer potential buyers per realestate.com.au listing for houses in Brisbane compared with the recent peak. So we're down nearly 30% on buyer demand. I have to say, when we compare to the recent peak, we are comparing to very abnormal market conditions. When we look at what was going on in 2021 and in the early parts of 2022, before Brisbane had its flood event at the end of February, those conditions were abnormal market conditions. There was so much FOMO, demand was completely out of control and well outside what normal conditions would be. And this data confirms it was 30% um, higher, oh, sorry, 30% higher then than what it is now for houses. For units, that demand from the peak has dropped 12.6%. So demand has been maintained more for units than for houses. However, as I pointed out, those market conditions were abnormal. So we prefer to use indicators of more normal market conditions to measure current demand. If we look at current levels of demand, again, looking at that prop track data, and we compare those current levels to what was happening in the pre-pandemic phase. During the pandemic, things were all over the place. We all know that. But in that lead up, that pre-pandemic phase, compared to now, demand for houses is 79.8% higher now than it was pre-pandemic. And the demand for units now compared to pre-pandemic, um, is 126% higher here in Brisbane. So depending on what data you're wanting to look at, you can say that the demand has dropped off from its recent peaks, but it's actually still well elevate, elevated above those pre-pandemic levels. So I'd say if, if, if you've got a property you want to sell, if it's a good property in a good location, there's a pretty good chance you'll have a few buyers knocking on the door wanting to buy it. Yeah, look, obviously, there's going to be fewer people turning up now compared to, you know, the number of people that would have been turning up in um, in November or December last year. But there's still enough buyers in that market compared to what, you know, standard market conditions would have been before the pandemic hit. So, you know, I think it's all got to be considered um, with perspective. And let's not base everything off what was happening only six to 12 months ago, because those conditions were abnormal. So, so I guess another way then, um, the way that we sort of probably look at this demand side is the auction clearance rates, um, see what's happening on that side of it as well. Yeah, that can sometimes give us an indication of demand. It can also be an indication of the seller's um, willingness to meet the market and it can also be an indication of buyer confidence. Sometimes auction clearance rates um, uh, are not representative, especially when interest rates are rising so much. Some buyers just can't be in a position to bid at auction, so they can become a little bit misleading because you just can't prepare some buyers to be able to be in a position to bid fast enough because of changing interest rates and changing borrowing capacities. All that said, the auction clearance rates, according to Domain, um, increased month by month from July through to August and then through to September again. Um, October, we've only had three weeks. Um, there's been a slight drop off again in those auction clearance rates, according to Domain, 
um, throughout October. Um, good news is we do have an auctioneer coming on our podcast again um, in a couple of weeks' time. He's going to provide us with a very good update um, in terms of what's happening across the board in that auction market. So stay tuned for that episode. There's going to be a lot of value um, that he shares with us in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, we get a lot of info um, when we do those podcasts on that on that information from from auctions. Um, now, our team um, on the week last weekend actually went to seventeen auctions. That's right. On on Saturday. Big, uh, big day of auctions um, and, you know, we'll give you a little bit more of an update of, of what we saw. You know, that was an in-rooms auction event um, and it had a number of different properties across the board, across different areas of Brisbane, but it did give us a really good understanding, a broad cross-section of the market. Um, and in fact, we were bidding on um, a property that ended up being the uh, the highest priced auction um, property that sold by auction yeah. uh, last Saturday. Um, and just for your reference, there were seven registered bidder, bidders on that property and it sold um, nearly $400,000 above the reserve. So when it was called on the market, it continued to escalate by a further $400,000, an indication of uh, you know quality property just still attra- attracting strong demand and strong prices. Yeah, and the, the effect of borrowing, um, obviously, when people go to an auction, it, it's cash unconditional. So obviously, you know, as you said, that that is going to have an effect on people whether they can actually bid or not. Absolutely, and it's important. Anyone that's bidding at auction needs to be bidding unconditionally. So finance needs to be well and truly approved up front. Now, you know, we've got experience depending on um, the client circumstances and who they're banking with. Sometimes borrowing capacity can change with every new interest rate update and we've had six months of consecutive interest rate um, increases so people's borrowing capacity has been significantly eroded Um, even when the cash rate had um, before the October the most recent increase in the interest rate um, the 225 basis point increase in interest rate had reduced the um, borrower's maximum loan size by around 20%. So one-fifth of their borrowing capacity was stripped away. Now, of course, that's going to influence um, that top end of the market in, in, a, in a big way because, you know, typically um, people that are buying at the top end are borrowing to, to buy and if their borrowing capacity is being eroded, there's fewer buyers that have the capacity to, to enter into those um, types of purchases. So that does automatically result um, in more demand for more affordable properties. People's borrowing capacity becomes eroded, therefore the demand shifts down to um, properties at lower price points. It's just something to keep in mind um, as we, we go through the data because it can have a big impact in terms of what people target more so than um, you know the fact that they're not buying at all. So if the demand is the, the way that is, I guess we need to balance that out a little bit with a bit of supply, and, and we've probably we have seen supply really tight um, in Brisbane of late. Yeah, look, it depends on whether you're talking about brand new listings, that's new properties becoming available for sale, or total listings, that's a total number of properties that are available for sale at any particular time. Because when we look at the core logic data once again, um, we've actually seen a decline month on month in those new listings becoming available um, from July right through to September. What that means is any new properties that are listed for sale on realestate.com.au, each month we've seen a smaller volume of those new listings. 
Um, however, at the same time, we've also seen the, the volume of total listings increase. So what that means is that there are more properties that are sitting on the market for longer. So the days on market are trending higher. It also means that there's more properties potentially not transacting because there's fewer being listed, but there's more actually um, that are available as a whole. So, you know, perhaps people are focusing more on quality. Um, those properties that are listed that are not A-grade properties, there's less demand on those properties at the moment. They're sitting much longer on the market. They're contributing to that trend in terms of increased total listing numbers. Um, so that's actually an interesting trend that we are observing because the quality is still highly desirable, highly sought after, but anything that's not quality is not attracting as much buyer interest and therefore it is um, sitting on the market. Yeah, I, I think that is that is really interesting when we look at that um, of the new listing side compared to total listings. And it does, you know, it does show that people, I mean, there's serious buyers out there, but they're actually probably being a bit more selective in what they actually want to buy. So things that are affected by whether it's floods or noise or whatever it may be, um, that does have an impact on what people actually want to um, want to purchase. And I think it also shows a couple of different things. And of course, you know, being the data nerd that I am, as Scott tells me all the time, I look into this to get an understanding of, well, what does this mean? Um, first of all, it means that sellers are actually less motivated as the months from July, uh, June, July, August, September have, have, have clocked on through. Sellers are less motivated to list their properties for sale because there's fewer new listings. And perhaps that's due to the fact that they're, um, they're uncertain about the amount that they might achieve for their property if they do list, given the, the media attention on falling property values. So they just hold. Um, it certainly also confirms that there's no evidence and no trend at all of um, forced selling here in Brisbane. I think if we were seeing that as a, a general trend, we'd see those new listings start to increase and that's certainly not happening. Um, and look, I think that it also means because we're seeing those, those total listing volumes increase, it means that sellers are less willing to meet the market. So if buyers are not willing to pay what the sellers want, well, they're just not selling. So they're sitting on the market for longer. Uh, but it also potentially means that buyers are becoming much more selective about what they will buy. Um, and those properties that are less desirable are simply not transacting. And again, days on market for those sorts of properties is trending higher also. And I think sellers could sometimes, like they could be actually concerned that where are they going to go to if they do sell. So maybe that's another reason they're not putting their property on the market. They're not sure what, you know, if they'll find something else. And as we get to later um, in the rental side of things, um, if they do sell, where are they going to rent as well? So um so we jump into some uh, dwelling values. Yeah, of course, dwelling values is the headline data. This is what the media will project when the CoreLogic information comes out on the first day of each month. So that CoreLogic hedonic home value index showed that Brisbane dwelling values declined a further 1.7% throughout September. Um, now, that's actually a lower level of decline compared to August. So it does demonstrate there's been a loss in the momentum of price falls compared to last month. Um, now, remember dwelling values um, group the housing market and the unit market all together as one. 
so obviously that's something that we need to keep in mind. Um, dwelling values are less representative of what we're seeing going on in the market. We prefer to talk in terms of what's happening in the housing sector and the unit sector. And, and different segments of that, obviously. So obviously the 1.7, so um, median value for Brisbane dwellings. So right now, the median value is sitting at $746,017 for a dwelling across all of the city. And the quarterly trend for all dwellings has been down 4.3% in terms of that median value. Quartiles, I just want to go into the quartiles as well. And what that means is what's happening in different parts or different segments of the market. When we look at the the top 25% of property values, again, this is core logic data, Um, we've seen price retraction of negative 6% across the last three months in the top end of the market. In the middle 50% of values, we've seen price retraction of negative 3.8%. And in the bottom 25% of dwelling values, we've seen only negative 0.6% price changes. Now, remember, dwellings include houses and units. We've also seen a shift in the demand to the more affordable um, segment of the market, which includes units and townhouses. Um, And that section of the market is still in positive growth territory for the quarter compared to the housing market, which has had negative growth. So that is another reason why that bottom end of the market or the lower quartile values um, have retracted much less, only negative 0.6% across the quarter compared to the top end, which has seen negative 6% um, retraction in terms of median values. So if we, if we break that down now to the housing and the uh, and the unit side of it, if we jump onto the housing, and that, and that segment, that's actually a quite a significant change from the last month um, when we did our last monthly update. Um, there was quite some some big changes in that those numbers as well. So, um, But if you go to housing... Yeah, look, house values are definitely leading the downturn in Brisbane, and this is evidenced by greater month-on-month declines in this sector compared to the unit sector of the market. So um, we've now seen three months of negative price growth in the housing sector, um, and those price changes in terms of median values are a lot larger in the housing market compared to the unit market. So across the month of September, um, the housing sector of the market declined a further 2%. So quarterly falls for a median house in Brisbane now down negative 5.1%. I will say the median value for a house across all of Greater Brisbane is now 841,923. So if we're quantifying from the peak of the market, which was back in June, that is um, a decline of 50,210. What I will also say is it does not mean that a property that may have been purchased in May or June this year is now worth that much less. It does not mean that. It's simply a reflection of what has sold recently and the median value of that, that is the middle value, when we rank them from the lowest value to the highest value, the middle value is now lower than what the middle value or the median value was when houses were selling back in June. So it does not apply equally to every property. So we can't assume that, but it is a trend, an overall trend that we do observe as property buyers um, and as property analysts. 
Um, and it is also important to understand what is making up that data to really get um, accurate interpretation. Yeah, I think that's really important when you talk about what makes up that data and that information on it. The, the other thing that we do talk from a, from a practical side, I guess, in a way is if you've got an investment property, for example, look at how much rents are going up and how much money you're making on rents and the return on your investment there. And the other thing is when you look at that, um, you know, if, the, if that's dropped, as you said, in the last three, um, three months, um, you don't generally buy a property and sell it in three months either. You, you tend to buy it and hold it for a lot longer than that. So, And I think also it's absolutely critical to point out and remind all of our listeners that we are coming off record price growth in the housing yeah. sector here in Brisbane. At its peak, we had 32% house price growth, growth across 12 months. Now, that is absolutely astronomical levels of growth and unheard of when we look historically in the past. So... When we're talking about quarterly um, changes of negative 5% off the back of 32% growth, um, you know, I think common sense prevails that, you know, over the long term, we're still well and truly um, ahead of, of where we were 18 months ago. An area that we've, we've talked about and, and talked about a long time ago now, it feels, um, is the unit market. Um, we're seeing really, really high demand on that side of it here in Brisbane. What's the um, what are the values showing on those sort of things? Yeah, look, unit values have definitely been a lot more resilient in the current downturn, if that's what you want to call it, in the current market conditions. Um, and I actually believe it's because they're a much more affordable segment of the market compared to houses, and people still want that lifestyle. So location selection is still really important to a lot of property buyers. Um, but there's also a lack of quality unit stock out there. Um, you know, we had peak oversupply in 2016. There was so much to choose from, but that's now all been completely absorbed by the market. And there really is um, very limited stock in, in both units and house, houses that, that's quality. Um, now, throughout September, Brisbane units saw uh, prices retract by only 0.1%, so hardly anything at all. Um, the month prior, it was... 0.2% and that's been it. Um, prior to that, we were in positive growth territory. So, you know, we look at quarterly growth in the unit segment of the market here in Brisbane and we're still um, up 0.4% across the last three months. So do not assume that when you are looking at a Brisbane unit or a Brisbane townhouse that you'll be paying less than what we were paying three months ago. That is not the case. Um, prices in that area have actually continued to increase over the last three months. And we are seeing that demand for those product types really escalate. And that's actually what's causing this, this upward pressure on prices. I do. One thing we do actually get asked a little bit um, is, is just on that, on you know, have we seen the bottom of the market? Are we at the bottom of the market? <laughs> um, I do actually keep notes during these podcasts, um, just so people do know. Um, and it's interesting when you look back at it, and I'm just looking straight back at last month's, Dwelling values, negative 1.8% now, negative 1.7%. Houses, negative 2.1% now, negative 2%. Units, negative 0.2% now, negative 0.1%. I think the bottom of the market might somewhere be behind us. Well, in terms of the, the lowest level in the market, um, if yeah, we, we obviously just have to assess month on month in terms of what we're seeing on the ground. And then usually that data comes through 30 to 60 days later. But um, look, if you ask us, and we have reported on this previously, July was the lowest part of the market and we definitely have seen an uptick since then. Um, and we do expect that those prices will typically flatline. Um, and, and then once people's 
fear of rising interest rates has subsided. We do expect, based on the fundamentals, that the demand will outstrip supply and we'll, we'll see that price growth start to escalate again. Now, I think I jumped ahead very quickly then, but median values for units, sorry? So across all of Greater Brisbane, the median values for units is currently sitting at 501,225. Now, the peak in the unit market was the end of July. That was 504520 So we're only $3,265 off the peak in terms of median value. So we really are buying at the top of the unit market when you are looking at this product type. You can't look at something that sold three months ago and assume that now it's worth less. Um, this market is, continuing, is, is actually in a continued growth phase. Before we jump onto the rental market, just a, a quick question on dwelling values to um, income ratio. Look, I think this is something that we've talked about in the past. This is what is continuing to support demand for property here in Brisbane. Um, CoreLogic have just recently issued their dwelling value to income ratios. Now, um, the most expensive capital city, that is, um, you know, how much property prices are relative to incomes. The most expensive capital city is Sydney, followed by Hobart, then Melbourne, then Adelaide, then Brisbane. Um, below Brisbane is ACT, Perth and Darwin. So in terms of those East Coast capital cities, we are and remain the most affordable capital city market, and that is looking at dwelling values. When we break that down further to house values, what you can buy here in Brisbane um, with a, a $900,000 or a $1 million budget for a house is very different to what you would be able to buy in Sydney or Melbourne for the same product type. So that's why we have um, such strong interest in uh, the Brisbane market, especially from interstate buyers who are looking for more affordable options um, because based on that dwelling value to income ratio, we are a much more affordable capital city market. I think that's not only that 900 to 1 mil mark, but I think if you go in the 2, 3, 4 mil mark, um, the difference, what you actually get and you bang for your buck up here in Brisbane is completely, completely different. Um, the rental market, so vacancy rates. Look, vacancy remains tight in Brisbane. Yeah, we're hearing it all the time. There is a vacancy crisis. There's a rental crisis in our city. Um, again, September vacancy rates across all of Greater Brisbane sitting at 0.7%. It's remained at this level for the last three months. Now, it's not a surprise that, that that's the case. Um, a recent report, um, this is a survey done just this year, 2022, by PIPA, Property Investment Professionals of Australia, it was their annual investor sentiment survey. Um, now, they've actually found that nearly 30% of rental dwellings have been stripped from the Queensland market in just two years. So the report from their research showed that more than 160,000 investment properties um, were potentially sold to home buyers throughout the state. And what this means is that the rental stock in Queensland has potentially fallen by an extraordinary 29% in just two years. This is one of the reasons why we are seeing such tight rental supply and it is a reason why we are seeing such strong increases in the, um, the amount that people have to pay to rent a property here in our city. If we just have a look at some of the um, the regions in terms of what the, the current vacancy rate is, in the Beanley region, current vacancy is sitting at 0.6%. That's up slightly from August where it was 0.4%. In the CBD, 1.2% is the current vacancy rate. That remains consistent compared with last month. 
East Brisbane, 0.8%. That's also remained consistent across the last month. Inner Brisbane still, 0.9%. Ipswich, that has increased from 0.5% to 0.7% across the last month. Northern Brisbane, small uptick, 04 to 0.5%. Southeast Brisbane, 06 to 0.8%. Southern Brisbane remained 0.8%. And Western Brisbane, it's shifted from 06 to 0.7%. These are very low numbers, regardless of small shifts that might happen month to month. Um, this is an indication of why rents are on the rise. Uh, when you have vacancy less than 1%, there really is very little to rent. Tenants don't have a lot of choice, and that means they are stretching just to secure a home, somewhere to, you know, a place to call home, somewhere to live. So, I mean, we're definitely seeing low supply, as you, as you can see by that, um, and obviously an increase in the rent side of things. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the issue with such rapid increases in rents across Brisbane is that the portion of income that's required to service new rents has reached its highest level since 2009. Um, and that means affordability is actually starting to be a challenge for tenants. And, you know, we've not been in this situation for many, many years. Um, right now, as at, as at June 2022, 29.3% uh, of income is required to service new rents in Brisbane dwellings. Now, it would have increased again since then because rents have continued to increase because of this, this situation of record low vacancy rates. Now, there will be a point at which tenants are priced out of the rental market. Um, and that's actually not a good situation to be in at all. Now, you'll recall we've spoken about the fact that the Queensland government are hosting a, a housing summit in October. Um, and one of the key issues to be discussed and addressed is how to potentially, um, you know, solve or resolve the, the issue that, that we have in terms of this, this current rental crisis. So we're really eager to hear what the outcomes of that housing summit might be in the, in the coming weeks. They might be able to spend a little bit more time talking on a topic like that because they won't have to um, talk about the Queensland land tax, no doubt, after that was scrapped. And thank goodness it was. Um, and, and, you know, that's that's good news for anyone that's an existing landlord here in Queensland. But I think it's actually also very good news for tenants because, you know, we were calling it a tenant's tax. It was likely to, you know, cause more investors to leave the market, which would have further reduced the supply of investment properties and um, pushed rents up um, even further. So, look, I think even since that's been scrapped, inquiry through Streamline Property Buyers, our business, our buyer's agent business, has definitely seen a massive uptick. Um, interstate investors are really attracted to the high yields that Brisbane um, is generating. And if we look at the housing market here in Brisbane, um, the gross rental yields in the housing market are currently sitting at 3.7%, much higher than what the gross rental yields um, are in other capital city markets on the east coast of Australia. And we look at the unit market, gross rental yields here in Brisbane are sitting at 4.9%. So obviously it's very property specific in terms of what each property would typically rent for and what its value is, but it gives you an indication of um, why some people, especially investors, are attracted to the Brisbane market once again. Um, the yields are attractive, especially as interest rates increase, but more importantly, over and above yields, the capital growth prospects are very strong, especially between now and, and the lead up to the Olympic Games and beyond. And I think we've seen Brisbane 
convert from a small country town into a, a major capital city and our conversion will continue to you know, um, see huge infrastructure changes in the years ahead. And I think there's a lot of benefit for those that are um, looking to invest in the Brisbane market and, and strategically position themselves to benefit from the growth that, that is yet to come. Yeah, I think not just the investors with those rental, uh, the, the vacancy rates as low as what they are, the good yields, homeowners as well. Um, you know, what a place to live, affordable lifestyle. Usually the weather's good, as I said, a little bit, <laughs> a little bit dodgy at the moment. Um, just a very quick one on the ground um, with our team out and about from Streamline Property Buyers. We um, recently, I think I talked about it, I think recently a, a unit that we looked at, um, there was 29 groups through on the first one, on first inspection, they had multiple people there in the midweek inspection nine offers on that property went to um, nine multiple offers so nine offers and a house um again first inspection there was about 36 groups through on a saturday over 15 through on a tuesday afternoon multi offers five offers on that one um, and as you say the 17 auctions we went to which was a range of um, vacant land units houses there was everything um, there so lots of lots of people buying property in the right location as we keep saying and look, you know, we, we do uh, target quality when we are looking um, through our buyer's agent business. So, you know, this might not be the same across all of Greater Brisbane. It's certainly um, what we are seeing in the pockets that we select to buy for our uh, clients. So, you know, it's really important to do your research and understand the market in the location that you're looking to buy because it can be different in different pockets of the city at different times and also for different product uh, types. Just quickly on that, I do, when, when people hear those numbers and they say, wow, 29 groups or 36 groups, that, that sounds scary. Um, it's actually a very, very positive thing because there's a lot of people that are interested in that property and people want to buy that property. So if you've ever got to sell it, you know that it's actually a very popular property to um to sell to people yeah anyone that's buying property should always think about you know what what is their exit strategy if i need to sell um who am i going to sell to and you always want to buy that that property that a lot of other people want to buy because when you go to sell you'll likely attract um, that same level of demand just to wrap up today um look i do absolutely uh believe that the initial shock of rising interest rates has passed um, it's certainly what we seem to, to be seeing on the ground. We definitely recognise that if interest rates continue to rise rapidly um, in the coming months, then it may actually create additional headwinds for the market. Um, that said, the October rate rise was less aggressive. So that's actually a really positive sign. We do know that inflation appears to be slowing now. Um, but when we look at the fundamentals here in Brisbane, um, supply is really tight. You know, we've talked about those really... Um, low uh, listing volumes or new listing volumes. They are, have been declining month on month for the last three months. This is unlike other capital city markets around the country. Our, our, our long-term listing volumes here in Brisbane are still um, at least 20% below that, that long-term level. So right now we're 20% below our long-term listing volume. So it is a significant point of difference and it is a reason why we're very unlikely to see uh, price falls that will be representative of other eastern state capital cities. Demand's definitely picking up again. Buyers are out. There's plenty of shoes at doors. It's a good way to measure buyer demand. Um, and we do, despite sort of seeing such strong price over the last 18 months um, and the fact that the market conditions in the last uh, three to four months have been a lot softer, we do still see 
um, a lot of positivity um, in the months ahead off the back of the, the imbalance between supply and demand. Of course, you know, month to month, we'll keep you updated in t- if we start to see a shift in terms of more properties becoming available or buyers dropping off. But that's what we're seeing right now across Brisbane. Okay, that's the end of our market update. Um, hopefully, everyone's got a lot of great information out of that, as usual. Um, as normal, I'll let Melinda wrap it up. Um, great that, as I said, James said hello to us the other morning. If you are out and about on a Saturday or an open and you, you see someone from our team with a shirt on, um, reach out, say hello. We love talking to people. If you've got any questions, feel free to ask. We're there to help. So um, I'll let Melinda wrap it up. It's been good talking and we will talk again next week. Thanks very much. Bye for now. Yes, thanks for tuning in once again here on the Brisbane Property Podcast. Um, It's Scott and Melinda from Streamline Property Buyers. We love preparing this information for you and we hope you get some value. Um, If you like the content, please don't forget to leave us a review um, and share this episode with your friends and family. We hope you have a fantastic week and we look forward to speaking with you again soon. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in today. Please remember everything we have spoken about on this podcast is general in nature and we always recommend that you obtain independent advice in relation to your specific circumstances. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe or leave us a review on iTunes and of course, tell your friends about us. If you would like to get in contact, please visit www.brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au or email us at info at brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au. Feel free to send in any questions and we will try to answer them in future episodes.